Relationships can only move forward with forgiveness. Let's talk about that today. Welcome to Bible Studies for Life, the adult podcast hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. Uh, So, Chris, I just got to tell you, I think forgiveness or I should say maybe the lack of forgiveness. I think this is one of the biggest issues in the church today. Lynn, I, I really agree with you. And I, I think people kind of skirt past it or think, well, that doesn't count for me. Uh, and the Old Testament and New Testament make it absolutely clear that God is forgiving and he expects us to forgive. So this is a timely conversation. I think in families, the dysfunction, the pain, uh, uh, in, in churches and in friendships, uh, I think unforgiveness is a big issue, and it's, it's one that I think will generate some conversation or interest um, in our groups this week. So we're delighted to have Brian Gass with us today. Brian is one of our content editors for Bible Studies for Life. Brian, good to see you. Hey, good to be here, guys. Thanks for inviting me to participate again. And isn't it great that you, you, we don't have to be um, experts or we don't have to be the, the person that has issues <laughs> to be a part of this podcast? <laughs> That's right. It's wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> well, forgiveness is an issue I think we all deal with uh, struggles to forgive others, which, Chris, I agree. That's, I think that's why this is going to be a rich Bible study in our groups, uh, because we all have whether we're even if we're not holding on to unforgiveness, we have had those moments where it's hard. So as we do this, let me just remind you the point we're driving to what we want to keep doing as we look at this, uh, this chapter of the life of Joseph is the relationships, they can only move forward through forgiveness. All right. So we have been looking at the life of Joseph for the last several weeks, and uh, we've looked at, at Joseph's pain and heartache. His brother sold him into slavery. His, uh, he had the issue with uh, Potiphar's wife coming on to him and being accused of uh, sexual indiscretion, which he was not. Um, he goes to jail. All of that time, we're reminded that God was with Joseph and God blessed Joseph and blessed the things that he did. Um, and so last week we finally get some, some uh, help, some redemption for the boy. Uh, the uh, baker comes, the, excuse me, the wine uh, taster comes through after uh, the Pharaoh has a two dreams and says, Hey, there was this guy in prison who interpreted my dream. Let's let's, I think he can help you. So that's what we talked about last week. Joseph has risen from being a prisoner uh, to being number two uh, in, in control in Egypt. And he's uh, has the assignment of uh, dealing with seven years of plenty, collecting food for the seven years of famine. And so that's, that's what we talked about last week. And so if you're a group leader uh, or in your groups, you're going to have to, connect the dots between what happened last and what happens in the session that we're looking at today, because what happened in chapter 42, we, we discover that the famine had impacted Canaan and the family of Jacob. So Joseph's family was impacted by the famine. And Jacob says, I hear there's food in 
Egypt. You boys go to Egypt and get us some food. And Chris, this now gets to, I got to tell you, this is my favorite part of the story. You know, here's Joseph. He's been, the way he's been treated, certainly the way his brothers treated him, we saw early on. And now here they come. Those brothers come and they stand before him. They don't even recognize him. The Bible tells us in the story that Joseph recognizes them and, um, and, and plays with them a little bit. So in, in chapters 42, 43, 44, uh, there's this give and take, these, these, these situations that Joseph places his brother is to see if they're the same or if they've changed at all. And he overhear some of their conversation when there's not an interpreter and they think, well, they can talk freely because this guy doesn't understand. And as they're talking, Joseph understands exactly what they're saying and uh, recognizes that there's been a change in his brothers. Uh, wants to know about his dad, wants to know about and without referencing that and wants to know about his younger brother, uh, Benjamin, who's not a part of the group. Sets some things in place where they have to come back there. He sets that he just plays with them. Um, and that, that needs to be a part of the story. We need to recognize that, that he tested them. And then um, in, in chapter 45, the brothers um, have come back. Um, uh, Joseph has said, you're going to have to leave Benjamin with me and Judah of all people. The one who said, Hey, Let's sell him instead of killing him, uh, says, oh, listen, I promised my father this will break my this will kill my father. If his son, Benjamin, doesn't come back, he's the favorite. His brother was uh, uh, died. And, and if, if, if this would kill my dad, if I don't bring him back and I'm, I need to be the words responsible, you need to take me instead of him. And that leads us up to chapter 45. Right. Right to where we are. And here Joseph is hearing all this that Judah is saying. And it says that what it says now, verse one, Joseph could no longer keep his composure in front of all his attendants. So he called out, send everyone away from me. No one was with him when he revealed his identity to his brothers, but he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it. And also Pharaoh's household heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But they could not answer him because they were terrified in his presence. Now, Brian or Chris, I want to ask you guys a question as we look at this. Why do you think Joseph was crying? What would you think was going through his head that led him to cry? Well, probably wasn't for joy at this point, at least not yet. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I imagine it, it, it really resurfaced a lot of pain, uh, a lot of trauma that he had kind of put on the shelf. And uh, you can only imagine, he'd been away for so long and he'd gone through so much there. Um, this all comes back to him at once. And uh, we've all had some moments like that, maybe not to this degree, but that emotional uh, trauma can be huge. So in, in, in the telling of the story, Joseph at one point has excused himself because he was overcome with emotion when he first recognizes his brother. So it's not the first time we see this emotional response by Joseph, but the, the intensity uh, is certainly magnified here. Yeah. And Brian, I, I, I do find that interesting how you said that it's, it's almost like maybe he had forgiven his brothers, you know, maybe imprisoned, you know, those previous years. But now that he's with them, 
those feelings resurface, maybe the bitterness. That's interesting because we've all experienced, I think, in our lives, and we, we mouth the words, I forgive. But the next time we see that person, that root of that, that bitterness, those ill feelings kind of want to kind of crop, crop back up. I wonder if that's what the case was for Joseph. He's just, wow, I thought I was past this. And we need to be aware of the potential for, uh, for ourselves having bitterness uh, when, because we've been hurt and, and there may be people in the conversation uh, who are carrying around with them to bitterness. And so I, I think, I think that it's important to really pray in preparation for this session uh, for people who are dealing with, with, with bitterness and with unforgiveness and, and just be aware that there may be some conversations that come out of this um, because you've had this conversation, but Belen, you asked the question about the emotions. And um, I, I think that um, ex- the expression of emotion uh, is something that we especially tears or um, in, in this case, um, in Joseph's case, uh, you, we're not always really comfortable with these, with public expressions of emotion. Um, but I think that, that this is a reminder to us that there are things uh, that we do need to express um, the depths of, of, of hurt and anguish and um, we're not always comfortable with it, but um, there's value in us having outlets uh, for expression of those kind of things. I do find it interesting, having lived in Central Asia and in the Middle East, they get such a reputation for being tough guys, you know, but the emotional expressiveness over there is really huge. Um, Guys don't have nearly the, the hard time expressing emotion, um, even in sorrow like this, as uh, we do here. So uh, it's interesting to analyze it from a cultural perspective. And so we have this tendency to, to bottle it up, to, to hold it back, to bury it, and it erupts. Um, and so we're seeing just uh, a significant rise in crimes and road rage, those kind of things. And it, so it, it is apparent that we have some issues around this um, in our culture today. We have issues. There you go. There's the <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> uh, ben Mandrell, as he wrote this, he did make this statement that healthy people, healthy people put attention, pay attention to their emotions and share their feelings with God and loved ones. I think that's good. Now, of course, Joseph, uh, we don't know the backstory as far as did he share how he's feeling with his wife, uh, those in prison, but certainly he's sharing now with his brothers as he kind of unleashed, not in a venting way, but he unleashed his emotions and um, just expressed himself to him. Well, he had to have had some good talks with the Lord for him to have handled this so constructively. Right. And then as you get to the next uh, verses, verses four or five, uh, we're going to talk about what it means that we should forgive. And for me, verses four and five of Genesis 45, this is the heart of the whole Joseph story for me. Now, others, I know we'll pick a verse in in chapter 50. We'll talk about that uh, next week. But for this, what I see here is a, uh, this is just the key passage. I love this. Verse four, Joseph said to his brothers, please come near me. And they came near. I am Joseph, your brother, he said, the one you sold into Egypt. 
And now don't be grieved or angry with yourselves for selling me here because God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. I think that it's significant that we come out of. So Joseph has had had time to process this stuff. Uh, His brothers are hearing for the first time. I'm Joseph and they're terrified. And he's so he tells them again, (laughs) it's it's me, the one you sold into slavery. Uh, So and then tells them, hey, you know, don't spend a lot of time here because God has been at work and and. it, it, Glenn, you're exactly right. This is a powerful passage and a good reminder for us. One of my takeaways from this was that, that Joseph really refused to be bitter in this situation and, and looked for the best, assumed the best of his brothers. He was, he was concerned that they might not be angry or unforgiving of themselves. He'd already dealt with it, but he wasn't quite sure how they were dealing with it. And he was concerned for them. So what a guy. That's very true, because typically for us, uh, just humanly, we want that other person to express some remorse. We want them to uh, we want them to kind of beat themselves up a little bit over what they did to us. Uh, You know, Joseph is not doing that. He just says, hey, don't be grieved or don't be angry with yourselves. He had all the power at this point. He could have cudgeled them to death. And uh, I mean, literally, but also emotionally, which is the way we tend to deal with it, like you were mentioning. But he chose to relinquish that that power over them and really allow them to, to forgive themselves. One of the questions that we ask in our resources is, what can Joseph's example teach us about forgiveness? And you guys are talking about it very naturally. And I think this is a part of what's going to happen in our groups that, that people are, um, are going to see and talk about um, how, how he constructively dealt with his hurt and that pain and forgiveness and encourage his brothers to, you know, not be angry or not, not uh, respond uh, to this revelation in, in negative ways, just to, to know the truth. Key thing I see here is this, that we should forgive because it's the right thing to do. I mean, regardless of how that other person responds to me, we forgive. And I, I see that with Joseph here that he, he, uh, he, he forgave. And in a sense, he said, guys, just we're going to move forward from this. Yeah. So one of the things Brian said, something that struck me and I, we'll probably talk about it in the next segment. But um, one of the ways that we know forgiveness has taken place in us is that we uh, have empathy for others and we can um, w- wish someone else well or desire the best for them. So you see Joseph say, Hey, Hey, don't be angry. Don't grieve. Um, So this is signs and symptomatic of that forgiveness has taken place in his heart. That's good. We do see that in the next passage. Uh, Let's just skip down to verse nine. Uh, Joseph again is speaking. He says, return quickly to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord of all Egypt. So come down to me without delay. You can settle in the land of Goshen and be near me, you, your children, and your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and all you have. There I will sustain you, for there will be five more years of famine. Otherwise, you, your household, and everything you have will become destitute. So there's that, there's that same picture there. Show how he's forgiven, that he really is seeking their benefit. 
He says, you need to come hang out here with me, not just because I'm here, but times are going to be rough. And I want to see that you're taken care of. Yeah, Joseph returned good for evil, as, of course, Jesus would later teach uh, in the New Testament. Joseph was modeling for us here. One of the things the writer pointed out was that we are to be we are blessed in order to be a blessing. Joseph had been blessed by the way that he processed all of this, and he was right with the Lord. And now he is passing that on to his brothers in just a beautiful way. Forgiveness is hard, though. Um, I like the way I don't remember which book it was. Timothy Keller said this, but I like the way he talked about the sacrifice that comes with forgiving. And certainly the, the great example there is God forgave us in Christ and look at the sacrifice that was involved in that. So for me to forgive, I have to sacrifice uh my ill feelings, my, my attitude toward that person, those thoughts I have at night of all the, the vengeful things that could happen to that person. Uh, I have to let go of my, uh, my own issues and my feelings. There's a sacrifice. Well, and it's a, but it's a good sacrifice. And there's, there is nothing yes. healthy about those types of feelings and that, that kind of bitterness that sets up in our hearts. So when in life we can figure that out, that we don't have to stay in that pain. We don't have to continue to experience that same kind of level of hurt uh, and that forgiveness is the answer for that. Uh, I, th- I think a lot of people don't do it because they've never experienced it and they don't know the value of it. I do like the question um, that uh, one of the questions that we've included, which is this, of what are some rewards that result from forgiveness? And uh, now I, I think that's a great thing for our groups to talk about. You know, one obvious revo- reward is, well, that other person's forgiven. But to think about the rewards for me when I choose to forgive the other person, how it benefits me. Uh, I think there's some rich discussion that could happen around that question. Yeah, the reality is we, when we forgive, we, it benefits us most. Uh, we, right. we, we think the other person is, is suffering because we won't forgive and they're not even thinking about it. So <laughs> th- the great benefit is to us. It lifts that burden. It takes that pain away. Um, a lot of the times I like to, uh, point out scars that I have. And, um, I remember <laughs> when I hurt myself and how painful it was, but it healed and there's a scar and I can touch it and it's not painful now. It's, it's, it's just a memory. And, and that's something akin to what happens with forgiveness that the healing has taken place. We've let go of that and it doesn't hurt when we poke around in that. And, um, maybe, maybe that's a part of, of the time factor for Joseph. He'd gotten to the place where um, he, he'd had enough pain in his life. He didn't need to stay there. And uh, he, he had processed that and uh, that led him to be able to, to, to do these things to benefit his family. Good illustration for us. Thank you, sir. So uh, we want to thank you for listening to the podcast today and, and remind you that uh, this is a pertinent conversation. It's something that people in your group uh, will maybe need to deal with or know people who have struggled with uh, forgiveness, the need to forgive, bitterness, those kind of things. So just be spiritually prepared for some of the conversations that might happen in the group and then after the conversation. Um, So that's kind of a teaching tip, but Brian, it's really up to you to provide that for us today. Yeah, well, the Lord uh, must have prepared that beforehand because uh, prayer was the focus of my teaching tip. 
And uh, Chris already mentioned how important it is on a topic like this to be praying beforehand about group members who are going to be dealing with some stuff. But the, um, the importance of prioritizing prayer with our group. I know our leader guide has a guided prayer to move from the Bible meets life into the study and another one to close it after the live it outs. But we also have prayer pages at the front of the PSG so that uh, group members can keep a prayer journal. And uh, most groups like to chat some over coffee and donuts at the beginning of the session. And a great way to transition from chatter, of course, is to say, let's pray. Uh, that's practical, but it's more than that. Um, your group will grow together as they pray for one another and as they celebrate answers to prayer together. So let me let me affirm that, but then just, and just add to it that um, be be aware and careful not to spend more time talking about prayer than praying. So mm-hmm. you know, find a way to balance that. Uh, you could take up most of your teaching time by talking about prayer requests. It's been uh, a minute, a minute and a half to pray and then not have as much time as you need for your Bible study. So uh, Brian is absolutely accurate. But as a leader, you, you need to kind of manage that process and help people um, to to share and to celebrate, but then to get into the Bible study. Hey, Brian, one of the groups groups I led, uh, what we did at the beginning of the Bible study time, um, we had a, a clipboard piece of paper on it and a little chart just we pass it around the room and said if you have a prayer request just write it down on this and so they have time to it wasn't to write long detailed but just what they're praying for uh as the clipboard made the way around the room uh then my wife would take that paper we would come to her last she would go during the study and make photocopies come back at the end. We had our prayer time at the end, but what that allowed us to do now, everybody had a copy of those prayer requests uh, to take home with them. But then we didn't necessarily have to rehearse every prayer request and talk about them unless there was one. Hey, let me explain why I wrote what I wrote. Uh, We found it was actually saved us a lot of time uh, Mm -hmm. without taking away from the importance and the value of prayer. Sure. That's good. Good word. Well, again, thank you, Brian, for being with us for this study. Thank all of you who are listening to our podcast. We appreciate you doing that. And we are we want you to know we'll be praying for you as you go into this week, uh, talking about uh, Joseph, his example, and our need to forgive and uh, what we can learn from Joseph's life in this context. So thank you for listening. And we pray for you as you uh, are in Bible study this week. 